Thank you for listening. This is the Ignition Podcast. Get ready to fuel your passion for cars and motorsport every Monday and Thursday. We bring you stories, valuable career tips and tricks that will help you navigate the automotive world. So don't miss out. Follow the Ignition Podcast now and join the drive towards becoming the number one automotive podcast worldwide. Let's embark on this thrilling journey together. Enjoy the episode. In five to ten years, this business is probably going to change a lot because ice engine production is going to finish. Most of our products are based around combustion engine. Mm. We would have to switch the new products to more aesthetic parts uh, like body kits for, yeah. for EVs and things like that. Obviously, you still be able to sell handling products like suspension, wheels. So there would be a shift from more of the performance side to more aesthetic side because we've got brand name so we can still use it um also i see for evolve the future being looking after the older cars a little bit more and we're starting yeah. to do that now so we're very well known for the e92 m3 we know that car inside out we really like it everyone it's probably everyone's favorite m3 that works here as well and we're starting to develop a range of products for those that not only like not just performance parts but maintenance related parts where over time, it's been proven that certain factory items on those cars were just, they were, they were fine for five, 10 years, yeah. but, but they have start having problems when they start breaking down, depending on what material they're made out of. So that's not a slight against BMW, but they, they only make the parts to last. Yeah. So Apple making five, a phone, six, and they yeah, expect correct. you use it, if you use a phone for three years, you probably only expect a car to be used for five years. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're getting more into that. So I can see us doing more of, like you have companies doing that now for Porsche 964s. Mm. We're going to be doing that for BMW M3s. Yeah. yeah, or looking after the older models because that that business will always be there. And we found as these cars getting older and people are starting to covet them a little bit more because they know they're never going to happen again. Yeah, they're willing to spend good money on maintaining them and making them the best that they can. So I can see like a restoration type business developing. Yeah, is there anything you like? You, I mean, obviously moving with the times. So, I mean, what's your opinion? I mean, I'm starting to ask like what AI like for you. What does AI look like for the automotive aftermarket industry as well? Um, for what we do, AI can never replace physically working on cars. They can help, assist, maybe replace sales staff, like chatbots, yeah. uh, writing out marketing material, doing strategies, things like that. But for me as a business, that would be a compliment. I would use those tools to help me mm. do, do what we need to do rather than be wary of them. But the physical side of what we actually do, it can't replace that. So we're not in an industry where it can fully replace everything. Yes, it can replace part of it, but then we can just leverage that yeah. to help us. I mean, where would you see it being used in Evolve and your other companies? Like, is it design? I guess it's, like I said, sales, marketing. Possibly design, definitely sales, sales and marketing, because you could probably get to a point where you automate your emails and the AI just answers them yeah. for you. I said something quite funny. I think it was um, General Rory Sutherland. Um, mm. He's a big marketing guru, anyway. But he said something quite funny was, "We're going to start having to write letters with profanity in it, so we know it's people." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just like you're going to have to start swearing in letters to, just so you know that it's a yeah. human that's sending it, not an AI. But yeah, but I can tell. I can. I, I've seen some emails come in from people, and I can tell that they've used Chat GTP to write. Them. Yeah. It's fine. Saves people time, but it gets a point across. Then I don't really have an issue with that. I mean, I mean, I won't lie. I've used it to write blogs and stuff as yeah, well that's because what I mean. it's a lot easier to you know give the reference material. Yeah, tell them you know, this is how I write, and just let it go. Yeah, it saves you so much time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but that's yeah. what I mean. You, at the moment, you can just leverage it and use it in our industry itself. Yes, it will take take over some of the parts, but it can't take over 
everything and you yeah. just have to do the other part of it really well or better than everyone else yeah and so when you look at yourself you've not just evolved maybe that the, the group of companies that you have like obviously you've had it you found a co-founder and i want to talk more about this is like how crucial was that for you to, to co-found a business and not do it by just do it by yourself co-founding works really well when both of you have complementing skills um that the other one doesn't really have so for evolve i did co-found that but myself and my business partner fell out like probably five years into the business because we had different ideas about where we were going to go and then i was able to buy his share out mm. and then i was able to set the direction and do everything that i wanted to do even chewy uh was co-founded with bilal who is actually the designer yeah. of the product so that works really well because he's the designer he creates the products i'm able to then test and verify the products because of my background in tuning and then i'm able to sales provide the sales and marketing function yeah. for that because that's always been my background and by the time we started even chewy i already had a lot of routes to market so our first us distributor i already had a relationship with them so it was easy easier to feed the product in it being new because most people would be like okay you've only been around for two months it's like why should i sell your product yeah yeah that's just interesting because i'm thinking of again people listening to this going like okay i want to start a business but i don't know what skills i'm good at how would you recommend they find like what they're good at? The only way you find out if you're good at things is try lots of different things, see what fits, see what feels natural to you, and you you'll know yourself if you're good at something or not. Yeah. If, um, you, if you don't, if you can't decide, just ask somebody for feedback. I mean, are you are you good at taking feedback? Is that something you like? You know, like I I like taking feedback because I would like to know where I'm going wrong to improve, but I'm also very self aware, so I would review myself. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have somebody who reviews me, if that makes sense, but I will have a look and say, okay, is there anything I can do, do better? Yeah. I mean, is there anything important we haven't talked about? Do you, you reckon it should be should be spoken about just in the whole like, automotive space? And, and Automotive space, I think we talked about like, you talked about AI coming in. We haven't really talked about EV stuff. I've touched on it. Mm. Um, that's obviously going to change the industry a lot. But with me, as much as I can say, okay, I love ICE cars and EV cars bad or you know have some negative impact i can see where they fit in but if you don't have the ability to change the rules you can only work around them so instead of complaining yeah. you just have to think okay well, well this is coming what can i do and it comes back to the whole solutions versus problems things i'm not the sort of person that sits there just complaining about stuff 